Welcome back to the Fulfilled Female Entrepreneur Podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa. I'm a certified intuitive life coach and healer and business coach. And the mission behind this podcast is to help you to create a fulfilling life and business. Today, I'm excited to be joined by RG and she's talking about all things yoga. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited to have RG on the podcast today. We connected on social media many years ago, and she posts amazing yoga content. And the second I thought, you know, I want to have a yoga guest on, she was the first person to come to mind. So to start off, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's an honor and and choosing me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. So do you want to take a second just to introduce yourself? Of course. Yes. So my name is RG and I was actually born and raised in Mexico. I'm from Monterrey, Mexico. I lived 10 years in the U.S., specifically in Kentucky. And then around nine years, I moved here to Canada where hopefully we're settling. <laughs> Looks like it. And I've been just embracing the journey of the traveling and um, getting to know different people in different cultures. And just even for my kids, I have two boys. Um, they love it. They, they love just uh, going into a new school or getting a different house. Um, we've been moving quite a lot. <laughs> So they they enjoy the process too and um I'm a chemical engineer as a profession mm-hmm. and uh so a lot about science but I would say I, I switch paths when I moved here to Canada so I went into the more holistic area I started with the yoga with the yoga training and I, I would say that was just the tip of the iceberg because if you keep digging it's so much that you can go underneath um, so it took me to what I am right now. I took the life coaching course as well. Um, so if you're familiar with the Toronto area, I'm north of Toronto in Vaughan. So it was in one of the studios here in Kleinberg. It's a place I'm in. I loved it. I just fell in love. And as I said, it was just the, the tip of it because I, I think we keep evolving, we keep growing and I'm just enjoying the journey. Amazing. I love that introduction. And I love how when you moved to Canada, you created this fresh start in this holistic perspective, because every time you talk about it, and you share in our conversations, and even on social media, you see how you light up talking about it, which is so beautiful to see. So with the podcast, it's called Fulfilled Female Entrepreneurs. So I always love to ask my guests what their perspective and understanding is about fulfillment. So what fulfillment means to you and what's the most fulfilling part of being a yoga teacher and life coach? Of course. Well, that's such a good question because I think to get that fulfillment, we do need to identify what it means to us. So for me, uh, I would say it was definitely finding myself uh, what my true potential was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a very different field before. And even though I was enjoying it and it was so good and I felt, you know, the you could uh, develop formulas and everything. When I switch into this aspect about the more holistic and about the yoga, I think I was 
able to go inwards and really ask those questions. What is fulfilling me? What is bringing me the joy? What is inspiring me? What is moving me? So I would say that my fulfillment, it was just reaching that aspect in my life of getting to know myself. And once that I found those gifts or, you know, my, my assets, if you would say that, uh, being able to share them out there with the community, being able to be of help to someone that if I was able to go through a journey or specific journey, if I'm able to help other people the same way this, this helped me, that is so fulfilling for me as well. I love that. I love that response. It's a different one than I've had from other people that I've talked to on the podcast, which I love how yoga gave you that opportunity to go inward and have that self-discovery and acknowledge your assets, as you said. And then now that you've gone through that journey, you're helping other people do the same, which is so powerful. And I absolutely love that. Mm. So yoga, funny enough, is a, one of those modalities that I haven't dove deep into yet and it's my intention for the year so as much as this conversation is for the audience I always love having conversations <laughs> yeah. about topics that I'm interested about too to learn more oh, and I love that <laughs> so what are some of like the misconceptions or myths that you think are surrounded in when it comes to yoga um, I would say the first thing that comes to mind it's and even though because I'm I grew up in Mexico, so it's the religion aspect, mm-hmm. right? Straight to it. A lot of people think that it's a religion and it's it's not. It's just a philosophy, it's a, a way of living. It's it's uh it involves definitely your practice, your movements, your asanas, they're called asanas, but a lot of people think that they need to convert or they need to go into a this Hindu religion to get into yoga. And it's that's the, the first misconception that I would say is not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a style. It's just a style. Just as if you practice, um, I don't know, uh, if you're a runner, if you run a marathon, you do need to adjust your way of living so you can train, so you can take your uh, nutrition in mind, so you can practice every day and commit to different goals so you can run a marathon. So it is the same thing with yoga. It's not only going to a class that is going to give you the whole benefits. It's just digging a little bit more and making it a lifestyle so you can grow into your practice in like inwards, or I would say on the mat and off the mat. Hmm. But that would be the first um, that I would say that's the biggest misconception of the yoga I love that you know you're acknowledging the religious part because I know that that's a big thing for a lot of people even around meditation how people think you know there's that resistance because of the religious aspect and I love how you're pointing out that it's not just going to a yoga class like and, and that's it it's integrating it as a practice into your life so I'd love to hear a little bit about like your journey with yoga like how you got into this level of inspiration to teach it and facilitate and do everything that you do. Of course. Well, I'm I'm going to go back a little bit, actually, when I was about to get married. <laughs> so that was 19 years ago. 
And I remember I was in this uh, big job and I was traveling a lot, going back and forth, back and forth to my hometown. And um, I was preparing the wedding. My husband, my husband now, he was already living in the States. So I was planning everything by myself and still doing my work. And until I said, okay, no, this is it. I can't, I can't. If I'm going to be moving, I, I need to just focus in what's important for me. And they told me, why don't you take yoga? I'm like, a yoga, a yoga class. They said, yeah, go, go to a yoga class and see, like they help you, you know, to be more mindful. And I'm like, okay, like I never tried that before. And thank goodness the teacher I got, it was back in Mexico she, I think she planted the seed. It's, it's beautiful because I, I see it now growing. And it was like, what's moving you? What's important in your life? Because you need to clean everything on the outer side of that and just focus, focus on this. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, it's, it's my wedding. It's my, it's just a one, I see it like, I don't know if it's going to be again with my parents and I'm moving to another country. So um, I do want to enjoy it. And I remember I quit. And for a whole month, I enjoyed my yoga practice every morning, 730. And from there, my whole day will start. And then um, after I moved to the States, I life was going on I got another job in the same field more of a chemical engineering and I was able to do some projects for the company that I was working at I had my kids and um here comes another move and I remember I I thought I was settling in this specific place and then they said nope you're gonna be moving and you guys are gonna be moving to Canada and I remember it's like if they took your mat underneath and they flip you, it's like, oh, yeah. no, like, no, I want to stay here. This is where I'm at. I have my job. I have my kids. We have a house. We, we just built a house. And so it was a little bit hard. And I remember we said, no, we're not. We're going to stay. But they kept going and going until they convinced us <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much and we moved we moved to Canada and it's funny because sometimes we overthink things but life is taking you to where you really need to go now I understand this and when we actually hold on tight and we don't want to let go we don't want to continue that flow it's when all things are start to go wrong even your body starts speaking up you have a stomach infection or you have a sore throat or you use your body is not aligning to what you are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so I we move and I remember I was always seeing the studio close by I was taking my little one to the daycare and I'm like okay I, I need to go back it's a yoga studio but I'm like, no, it's a Zumba. I'm like, I used to do Zumba when I was in Kentucky, when I was in, in the States. And I'm like, okay, I need something to really, it was very hard for me. This transition, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it just that, okay, we moved, we did it. But it was a very, very a tough, tough time for myself. Um, 
I had it, I, I really needed to be strong for my family, for the kids and, and get everyone settled. But then it was like, what about myself? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I said, okay, I'm going to have, I, I do need to choose something for myself. Mm-hmm. And it took me around six months. It was a long time, <laughs> but I finally stopped at the studio. And uh, I remember I was meeting the owner and I'm like, okay, I'm here to get information about the Zumba classes. And she's like, oh my goodness, we don't have them anymore. Our Zumba teacher just moved. And oh, wow. <laughs> I just lost it. I remember I was just bawling like in tears. <laughs> like I really needed a Zumba class. I and I don't know how she felt about it, but she just hugged me, and she's like, "But we have yoga classes and we have oh. meditation. I know you're at the right place." So she really helped me to get into that aspect of of the mm-hmm. practice, like fully going back because I. I I, I had the seat already. Mm-hmm. So when I joined, I said, okay, I'm going to join. I felt, I felt I was at the right place. And it was like, like you're taking, like if you have the onion and you start taking those, you're peeling, you're peeling, you're peeling until I really found myself. Mm-hmm. And for me, just having the the yoga training or, or doing my certification was because I really wanted to go deep in like mm-hmm. into what it was I love the way I was feeling throughout my practice but it was I felt that I also needed to share that around my living space at home with my kids mm-hmm. the meditation the breathing techniques so that's the reason that I went deep in into the training I did it for myself but then I found and I think you found that yourself, that when you get your gift and when something is working for you, it's not really a gift if you don't share it with mm. others, right? And I think that is the reason you're doing your podcast too, because you want to share, you want to get it out there. So that is the reason I became a yoga teacher. I love it. I love it. I got, I saw this like image when you were explaining the story that like, all your moves and your navigations, it was like yoga was like your magic carpet to go kind of inward for those transitions. And it's interesting to hear how from you and actually from a client of mine too, yoga has been an outlet for you to kind of go inward and have that self-discovery and make yourself a priority, which I absolutely love. So what does your yoga practice look like now? Because I know you're saying it's much more than a yoga class, you know, here and there. It's about making it a practice. So what does your practice look like for inspiration for people that are trying to create their own? Of course. Um, So I will share with you since the moment I wake up because it starts there. Um, I usually do a meditation in bed and I just take the time to, I, I, I concentrate on gratitude. That's that's my morning meditation. Sometimes I do play one from, um, I have the Inside Timer app, which is great. I, I don't know if you ever try it. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, so I love it. Otherwise, I just do it myself. I just guide it and I go through it inwards. And um, I love to start my day like that. So blessing, I usually start blessing my family members and then being grateful for what I have all that day. And the third one is also protecting mm -hmm. or channeling my energy into what it's just my main focus of the day. So that's how we start my day. And then I go with my kids. We have breakfast. Um, I usually teach. If I teach, it's in the morning. Sometimes it's around 9.30. So I get back, change, and go, go to the studio. Uh, if I don't teach in the morning, I do my own practice. I do it here at home. And um, I dedicate. I don't do a full hour, to be honest. If it's my own practice, I do around good 20 minutes, like, um I would say if whatever I'm craving I, I that's another thing I learned to do is just to listen to my body so what is my body craving is it really craving heart openers I need a stretch or I need more around the hips um I know our body talks and and you will feel it and you will hear it so um that's how I concentrate my practice and I love inversions um I do usually around 10 10, 15 minutes of inversions, which is handstands or um, headstands. And um, and that's it. That would be my practice. But then I'm more mindful. I usually finish my practice once I'm done with just the breathe. breathing technique. Mm -hmm. It could be alternating nostrils or it could be just laying down, just hearing to my breath. Um, I remember at the beginning, I used to play music even for myself, for my own practice. But now, to be honest, I just love to listen to my breath and just go with my own flow. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's it. You, you really bring that into every aspect in your life, as I, as I was saying, because then you're more, more mindful about what you're eating. And then you're mindful whenever you're eating, you want to be grateful for the food that you're having. And then you think of the people that were able to get that food into your table. And just getting that morning start of the gratitude into the practice, into whatever you're doing throughout the day. Sometimes I do teach at night, especially restorative, which really grew up on me. That's a big, big practice because um, when I was doing my yoga teacher training, uh, I broke my toe. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a big adjustment. So I learned to modify a lot of the poses. And I just I wanted to share the practice and not having any limitations for whoever wanted to do the practice. Oh. Um, yeah. So restorative, I usually teach at night. Mm -hmm. And um that's that's it. I think restorative restorative is just a practice that will actually bring your mind and body and your nervous system to calm down. So mm. I love that practice too. Yes. Wow. That was such an unexpected response. I thought you were gonna share, you know, certain poses that you do and like it being you in the mat and having your moments, but I really 
have loved. And I think one of the biggest takeaways from this conversation of how it's breathing, it's meditation, it's mindfulness, it's much more than doing a few poses on the mat. And that really changed my perspective. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So if there's any yoga newbies like myself that are wanting to get into it, like you said, it's much more than just attending a yoga class. What are some practical tips and ways that people can embody yoga and the lifestyle of yoga? Of course. Well, first, definitely you need to start with a class. That's going to be your first uh, way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you have to know what you like. So if you like action, then you're going to join maybe a vinyasa practice. A vinyasa is more like a flow that you keep going. If you're looking for something more mindful and restful, you will go for a restorative practice. But I would definitely try to encourage everyone to try at least one class. Mm. Like that's that's the way to get into the movement and if you don't know what type of yoga you like, if you have never, ever tried, try all of them. Like, why not? Right now they have most of the, most of the studios, if, if it's around the GTA or any place, um, they usually have a, the new student pass. So new student pass is, um, I would say like $50, $60 a month. Mm-hmm. And you can try all the classes that you want from the studio. Hmm. So that's going to give you a really good perspective of what are the practices that you are enjoying and maybe what are the practices that they're challenging you? Because sometimes if they challenge you, it means that you need them a little bit more. So um, and then from there, if you do want to go more, a little bit deeper, there's so many good readings uh, about the yoga philosophy or you know what it means a little bit more about Ayurveda because you incorporate that part which is the holistic nutrition medicine aspect in it's part of the of the ramifications of the yoga so there's so many books I can share some of them the links Thanks. with you uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper but at least start with the practice that's what's gonna um, make a difference even the way you feel after the practice because even if it is just one you go through all the aspects you go through the meditation through the mindfulness through the breathing through the poses and back into your um, grounding so I love that. Enjoy. thank you for those tips I, I guess like the biggest thing that I'm understanding it's like do a taster menu try all the different things to find what type of yoga works best for you, which is great. And since you're a teacher, do you want to share a little bit about where they can take classes from you, where they can connect with you to learn more about the yoga that you teach and the coaching that you provide? Of course. Yes. So I have my Instagram account, which is Yoga Archie, and you'll see my website there and all the links to where I teach. I do privates. Mm-hmm. Um, we do actually online challenges so that it's for yogis all around the world. Uh, the beauty, we create a hashtag, we do a post every day and we keep you accountable for it. So that's the online. If it is in person, I do teach here at, in Bolton, which is, uh, it's called Be For You. 
Uh, and I do teach for another studio, which is Blessum. Blessum, it's a mix between online and certification. So they have plenty of meditation certifications, life coaching, and uh, of course, the yoga teacher training. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. We're definitely going to leave a link to her Instagram and her website and the books and the resources in the show notes or here on YouTube in the description so that you can connect with her and learn more about yoga and all the beautiful things that she does for the world. So thanks again, RG. Thank you, Cassandra. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing this with others, because as I said, it's not really the gift until you share with others. So thank you for doing this podcast thank you that's all for today's episode if you enjoyed it please rate and review on podcasting platforms if you're not already following me on instagram my handle is cassandra rosa a and come and join us for another episode next thursday see you then bye